What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey y'all, this is Randy, one half of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, and this is my indie on being married to a son. Um, So indies are individual episodes that Mikey and I do every Wednesday. Um, It'll be one of either one of us, and it's just for us to be who we are outside of who we are spouses. So like a way to honor our individual likes and you know, thought processes and things that probably don't, won't come up in our episode as a married couple. Yeah. So it's just like our space to do us once a week. And this week it's my turn. So uh, welcome OG listeners and new listeners alike. Uh, This episode will actually probably be the only one this season with a disclaimer in the beginning. I actually recorded what you'll hear after the music months ago when we were on break. I actually recorded, it was my first, one of the first recordings that I did. It was late January, mid-January when I did it. It was like a diary entry, diary entry, and something therapeutic for me to do to get the tension off my chest. It was actually something that I had been holding on (laughs) to for months prior. And when thinking of content, I was like, let me just get this off. So um, only a few Patreon listeners have managed to hear this original episode already. And as we got closer to the second season's launch, I was beginning to be okay with that. (laughs) Meaning I was not going to release this episode to the public because this is one of the first indies where I felt really exposed. Um, I actually haven't listened back to it yet. And I don't even think Mikey's heard it yet, which is ironic because his first indie was, was very similar to this one and we hadn't talked about it. But anyway, um, but I was I felt really exposed and I I'm honestly not sure what type of feedback I will get, if any. It was pretty quiet on Patreon, <laughs> but I think it's because we had put out so many episodes and people got to catch up. Everybody got other shows to listen to. But um, anyway, however, true to our season's theme, life has truly thrown a plot twist. And all this time with only Mikey and Drew and being isolated from everyone and not having access to my usual escape routes. I understand that it's imperative that I use this time in quarantine and isolation to confront myself. And that means a lot of things that I will explain throughout this season. Um, But for right now, it means I'm going to tell you some of my intentions for this season of the podcast and for this season of my life, you know, in a pandemic with my family, praying we stay well. And, um, yeah, I'll go more into depth about these intentions in the next episode, but I'm stating them here because they explain why I'm sharing this episode now. So my intentions for this season of the podcast and of my life is to one, confront, even if that means conflict, two, play big and elevate myself, three, do the really hard thing, four, fail probably but recover fail better in the words of samuel beckett even though the poem this quote is from isn't necessarily motivational um (laughs) and 
five triumph. So confront, even if that means conflict, play big, elevate myself, do the really hard thing, fail, but recover and then triumph. Um, fail, but recover, fail better and then triumph. So yeah. And again, I will go more into depth in my next indie about my intentions and why they are what they are. But when it concerns this one, um, again, I share what I would, I share what I would have kept to myself and safe on Patreon because in sharing, I am staying true to my intentions and that's the ultimate goal, right? The ultimate, the ultimate game is to just have integrity, you know, (laughs) but anyway, I hope you enjoy. Yeah. In 2010, thought I was doing something. And now I'm rapping with a crew or something. I guess the track don't really stick unless he's gluing something. And I never fit the shoe until I do or something. Yo, bracing myself like teeth, boy, it's the same old route on some new concrete. But homie, these tunes make you get a new ID. I'm trying to do my thing, but the commute ain't cheap. I'm on a two-day week for all this rap these days. And we can still pitch the track to all the wack DJs. We're singing happy days, wearing tacky J's. And I'm just pumped that I made it out my nappy face. Let's go. We can turn the whole world around. I'm in the backseat. Today is my turn, and for the first segment, I had something in my production notes, um, <laughs> but I think this episode plot twist will um, look different than I thought. Um, so it's basically the first segment is just going to be my thoughts so far that I'm having on, or just some feelings that I'm having about marriage that I've shared with Mikey, um, and that I'll share a bit here. It's really vague, but I promise I'm getting to it. <laughs> the second segment is the Q&A, and I'm going to reveal something I've tried that I'll never, ever, ever try again. And if I think boneless wings are wings. Finally, for the last segment, I'll leave you with this. Um, it'll be something, a quote or a book recommendation or something else random. And yeah. All right. Let's get into it. All right. So what had happened was, um, so what had happened was the original, I was, this episode was originally going to be about like some of the challenges I've been having navigating family, which seems to be a theme of the le- of the episodes to come um, that we've recorded already. Um, yeah, it seems to be a theme in our episodes lately because, you know, that's just where we are in our season. But I felt like that was I wasn't really I don't know. I felt like it was a cheap way out and that I really should probably reframe the episode to get to to the point and so essentially on valentine's day which was me and mikey's first time out in 2020 this year and first time out in a long time (laughs) um we went out to dinner and we were supposed to have no work including podcasts and no bill talk it was just supposed to be a day where we were gonna act like everything was completely fine (laughs) no problems no work just just fun just talking about other things and I didn't think we could do it, but we did. Um, but the podcast did come up a little bit because I knew I was doing this episode and I wanted to share with Mikey just how I've been feeling. And I didn't want to, I didn't want him to just hear the episode and be shocked as hell. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so, and it turns out he actually is doing an episode, um, similar to mine or with the same thing that I also didn't have any idea about. Um, we have a list of our episode ideas, but we don't know 
you know, we don't do the details about them, you know, so that we can be at least for our indies so that we can be, you know, like listeners and surprised too, or just like, you know, tune in as well. We're not around when each other records our indies. And so it was nice to see that. But basically what I was telling him was that I'm really having a hard time lately um, admitting when I need him admitting when I need him and that I need him and the way that I've been needing him lately um when I say lately I mean like in the past year <laughs> and this is not so similar it's not like the exact same theme of the vulnerability fail episode where I don't want to need him you know and that makes me feel vulnerable and icky but that I really do need him and I don't feel like I have the space I don't feel like I have the space to say that. And it's because of the roles that he plays in everyone else's lives, essentially. You know, Mikey is a son. He is a brother. And he is, he is, and and for a lot of women in both our families, um, the only consistent, and a lot, a, lot, a lot of people in general, both our families, only consistent male. Everybody knows they can count on Mikey. Everybody knows they can rely on him, that he'll protect them, that he'll be around. And um, and Mikey's talked about this and we'll talk about this in later episodes. But um, that's just how that's the role that he's always been placed in as his mother's only son and as the person that he is and he's and he's good at the role and so he continues to play it and this has been the case ever since we were kids it was just before I knew him um when we started dating and that was part of the reason why I fell for him so hard was because you know people felt safe around him and he he's a good person he's a good man and you know he wanted to do good even when he wasn't always <laughs> like you know he just he was good people and and we would sit and we would talk about how we would like manifest that goodness in our own family and our own marriage. If we were to get married, he said he always knew, but you know, I was on the fence and um, how we would treat our kids. And we are in a constant, constant uh, state of trying to manifest what we have, what we spoke, you know, and made plain when we were younger, as y'all know. And now I'm in a season where I'm finding that, the marriage and the family we said we wanted is clashing with everything else. And it's really difficult. It's been really challenging for me to admit one, because we don't have the stereotypical, you know, blatantly toxic relationships within our families that like are on TV and in the movies about how troubling and exhausting family can be. As y'all know, we have a pretty supportive family and, you know, who are, who respect our marriage for the most part. And, um, you know, they, you know, they've, they, they show out and they show up for Drew and when, and when we are in need. And so I've never felt like I had the, like I could express when it's not always good for me or when I'm not always happy or yeah, or happy. And so I was telling Mike that I've been really needing him lately. I've been really missing him. Um, as y'all have heard, my kids started back driving. Um, that's starting again to dwindle down, but for the moment, um, that is not the case. And so we're like back in the same space, back in a similar space of what we were last year. And, and now I'm working full time and it's just hard. It's just hard. And I'm, you know, and I'm, I miss him, you know, I miss him. And, and, um, 
it has just not been easy for me to ignore this time around and it's not it hasn't been like one thing that's happened that like has made me feel like I can't feel I don't feel like I have the space to tell you that I need you and that like I need your attention and I need you around for me (laughs) and for our daughter um but there is one thing you know I've been since we've moved in to the back cave and now that we're older and we're parents I'm more privy to conversations I'm more privy to like experiences that Mikey has um and he is also with me when it concerns our families and our interactions and at one point some time ago it came up that like oh Mikey doesn't you know a family member was like oh you don't love me you know like you love Randy and Drew and The first, when I heard it, the first thing I did was look at Mikey and my heart just broke because I could see that he was in pain, um, and conflicted. Not even conflicted. I could see he was hurt. He was really hurt. Um, and I felt really powerless and defenseless to help him and to advocate for him and to make him feel better because some things we just have to like, (sighs) some things we just got to. Like some, no one can tell you, <laughs> like, you you know, there are some things that you just have to believe yourself and before you can really feel better. And I feel like this is one of those situations where Mikey would have to come to some things to himself before he could feel better. And also because, and also I was just gen, gen, generally shocked, um, because I had thought that one, I feel like I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this secret competition I don't know about, um, <laughs> you know, of, of in, in this measurement of love, I'm not, I'm not privy to, and I don't ever find out about it until I find out. And, and I also knew it to be false. Like I knew that, you know, Mikey is capable of a lot of love. We all love, you know, people have, he's capable of loving multiple people. Everybody is. And, but, you know, obviously love looks different depending on who you are. And I know that Mike had been struggling with, how much he had not been around um, around us in the earlier postpartum days, really on up to Drew was like four or five months because he had to do the program and he was driving Lyft and all the things y'all know about. And so I knew that it was laying really heavy on his heart because we talk about it all the time. And it's usually very emotional conversations and like just needing to give each other the safe space to talk about that we're not well or we're doing well or whatever. But I knew all of this and... But for me, I felt like I really wanted to shrink away. I did not want to be a stressor, you know, or a part of this problem that I was seeing that was happening. And I had, I don't, I know I never told Mike about how that conversation impacted me because I just, I just didn't, I was not brave <laughs> and I did not have that conversation with him mainly because I was scared to, and, and and also because I didn't have the language to express how pissed I was and how sad I was that this was even a conversation. And especially when it's really difficult to hear someone say, I know for Mike, it was difficult for him to hear him being told he wasn't doing well in this sense of love. Right. When he he's already feeling like he's failing <laughs> his wife and his daughter. Um, and so to just be told like in, in all around that, like, you're just a failure and you're failing me. and I don't feel loved, you know, um, 
I, I know that was it was just it was it was just bad <laughs> it was just really sad and I hate to see Mikey down I'm really defensive about him and I don't think that there's anyone as invested as I am in how he's doing I just don't and <sighs> that's another conversation but anyway I told him on Valentine's that I was having like I hadn't been able to let that conversation go and that it had and that I had internalized it essentially and trying to not need him as much so that he could be available to everyone else and but (laughs) that is a problem and that is one of my um cowardly ways of avoiding conflict and essentially I end up neglecting myself and neglecting what I need and not being honest and lying essentially and that just has long-term consequences in our marriage in our relationship and I know it's 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 supposed to be you know two people come together they become one and they create their own family and that is how we intended for it to be but to practice that to put that in practice is incredibly hard and if anybody's married you probably but you can probably um believe that especially if you have a relationship with your family it's really hard to practice that when you have to be put in a space to practice it for real, for real. And I've been struggling. I've been struggling. And I've been really angry. I've been really, really mad because I already feel like I don't get Mikey in the way that I envisioned I would four years into marriage. And I want to be around my husband. You know, I I want to spend time with him. He's really funny, as y'all know. He's really stupid, as y'all know. And like, and he's he's a balance for me. You know, he's my Christina. If you ever seen Grey's Anatomy, he's like he's my person. And um, but he's you know he's committed to a lot of people. And this, I mean, we we've talked about it, and I didn't realize that he, my kids is like. I mean, he cares, <laughs> but he's also like this is the game. You know, blood in, blood out we move as a as a unit he hadn't realized that I was feeling this way and he really just affirmed me or or not even just affirmed me but he really I believed him when he said that now that he knows I feel this way (laughs) I won't ever feel this way again you know there will be things put in practice to where I don't and that he also recognizes that he has to um brave up in a sense to to you know acknowledge that you know, he's being the type of man that he was groomed to be, essentially. You know, he's always been told to take care of his family. He's been told family comes first and to be the type of man that he didn't have around him. Um, and so now that he's in a position where he is that type of man, he's, you know, he's also realizing there are some clashes like, oh, people meant me to be this way, but not when it concerned them. And so that's, you know, that's his own thing that he's having to figure out and, Anyway, it was just a really good conversation and really helped me to be honest, even though I was really ashamed to admit that's where I was because I want to be this cool wife, you know, like this wife that's just going to like go with the flow and everybody can do whatever they want. But that's just not me. I'm not so cool. And <laughs> I'm not that cool. And um, I have to be like self-confident and admit that even though it will it will end in conflict you know but conflict doesn't have to be bad and that's what I'm learning like conflict is uncomfortable and it can be inconvenient and it, it's painful but it is also the only way to a solution like if you never actually get to the problem 
that you can never actually resolve anything. And that's what I'm learning. I am still learning that. And even though I know it, you know, I'm still learning that. And so what I realize I have to do is I have to continue to talk to Mike because it's very easy to fall into the trap for me. Um, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people fall into a trap of not talking to your spouse, especially if you are ashamed about something, especially if you feel like it's a hopeless conversation. Um, it's, it's easy to just be like, I'm not even going to say nothing. And then you look up and you're cussing each other out for some shit you never said last year, you know? <laughs> and I don't want that to be the case. I work really hard not to be passive aggressive because I grew up with passive aggressive adults and it, it just, I mean, it's such a turn off for me and, um, it's such a turn off for me. So I really, I really have to, but I, and I'm, I'm conscious of when I'm, when I am and, and I, um, I, I resist that. I try to resist that. And so I, I know I have to talk to Mike. I have to be very direction open because he, he, he looked shocked. He was shocked because, um, mainly because he's doing an episode very similar (laughs) and didn't realize we were on the same wavelength, but also because I hadn't said anything, you know, we had had that conversation. Um, and I kind of just, you know, checked in on him, but never, never admitted that I was hurting. Um, because I just was, I was ashamed. I was ashamed to be hurting like I was and ashamed to be as angry as I was and unseen because, it just irritated in general. And also I realize I have to I have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and I have to move with the same energy as everyone else does. I realize as an adult and as a spouse and as a mom now that people do what is best for them. You know, and I would like to think that even in family, you know, people do People do what will make them more comfortable. People do what what is easier. And me and Mikey have a very nasty habit of like conforming ourselves to fit that comfort for other people. If I'm making sense, like we compromise a lot and I have to stop compromising on shit. I really don't want to compromise on. And that may not be relationship one on one, but there are I have to stop compromising on my non-negotiables. And my non-negotiable is a healthy marriage, a whole marriage, a healthy family, and a family I work really hard for. And the family I deserve, the family Mikey deserves. I have to stop. I have to stop lying, essentially. I got to stop lying. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) I don't know how to actually put that in practice um, when it concerns family. It's really difficult dealing with people you love, um, especially when you're privy or at least for me, especially when I'm privy to their other shit. You know, we all got shit that impacts how we act. And it's, it's much easier to stand your ground with a stranger, at least for me. It's much easier for me to stand my ground with a stranger because I don't know you. I'm not invested. I don't know nothing about you. I don't really care. But with family, it's completely different. And and I've been in Mikey's family. You know, I've been around his family. And he's been around my family for 12 years. That's a long time to to get to know people. But I have to stop lying and I have to, I have to like, um, lead the way or, or be like, I have to be the person that I keep asking everyone to be for my family. Like no one's going to take care of us like me and Mike. No one's going to prioritize our marriage like me and Mike. And so I have to 
I have to do that or no one's going to take take me seriously or take us seriously that this is our priority. And I'm scared because as we as we talk about in future episodes, um, there are some obvious differences in how we do family and how we do marriage and relationships and other people. And it can be very isolating and lonely. And while I would like to be one of those people that don't mind being isolated and alone, <laughs> I am not always that person. And I would like to be, um, you know, understood in things and for people to take care that we get the time that we, we need together and be in the space that we need. But um, that's not just not always the case. People, like, it's just not always the case. And we're trailblazing and trendsetting right now in the marriage department because there aren't many people that are married in our family. And... And who are married well, to be quite honest. And y'all know what we mean. Like, you've been married for a long time, but y'all beat each other ass every day. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's healthy, you know, unless you're into that. But I got to stop lying and I got to talk to Mikey and continue to do that. And that's really what I wanted to talk about with this segment and this episode. And... I wanted to do it because I know that a lot of people can relate to that as spouses and as people and families in general who want to have their own families. And I really wanted to give myself the space to be honest and not like pussyfoot around the fact that sometimes family is hard. It's hard. Um, and I don't always know what I'm doing. I don't always feel supported. And I'm sure that people can say the same for me. <laughs> you know, um, I don't always get it right. And I damn sure don't think my family, well, any of our families always get it right because it's impossible, you know, that's the human in us. So I really just needed to get it off my chest and, and acknowledge that while I love our families, um, sometimes they hurt me. Sometimes I'm hurt by things that they do. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. Just got to set some healthy boundaries and be honest and meet people where they are. All right. All right. Segment two, Q&A. So the first question is, what's something you try that you'll never, ever try again? And um, for me, that is hurdles. <laughs> I think I've told this story before, but I was I used to run track back in high school and my coach put me on the 300 meter dash um with hurdles and it was and I had never practiced hurdles. I had one day in practice to do it. She had just put me on it cuz I think the girl that was supposed to do it got sick or something. Y'all know how I play on these movies and I was scared of shit. <laughs> but in practice, I had you know jumped over a few you know, I could I could jump over them um, like in practice. But, you know, when you're running a 300 meter dash, that's the straight part of the track, the curve of the track and the straight of the track. And so I actually hadn't practiced in motion. I had only practiced on a straight part of the track because we shared the track with football players and um, the other, you know, our, our track team and people that other shit to do. And so I didn't really get to practice the way I should have practiced. And I bust my ass the whole way, y'all. I fell the whole way. Thank God it happened right before the age of catching everything on video. Like, <laughs> right before people started putting things on World Star Hip Hop. Um, that's when this happened. And it was incredibly embarrassing. It was a full night. People, Everybody was out. Teams from different schools were out. 
I only ran against my teammates though because no one else had entered the 300 meter um dash with the hurdles and um so thankfully it was like with my own team <laughs> but I bust my ass the whole way maybe I jumped over one but I refused to stop I kept going and I just knew when I finished my coach was gonna cuss me out for embarrassing her but she was like when I got to the end of it the first thing in my mouth was about to be an apology even though I was all scraped up and bruised. Like, every time I would fall, y'all, the, the audience would be like, ooh, uh, like, it was so bad. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not stopping. I'm finishing this hurt. I'm finishing this, you know? And I got to my coach, and I was about to be like, coach, I'm sorry. She was like, you have so much heart. <laughs> and that was, like, the best compliment anyone's ever given me. Like, I had her respect. My teammates are talking about me, at least not to my face. Like, nobody said nothing. The other teams would say nothing. Like, it was like this this understood thing. Don't say nothing to this girl that actually finished, even though she bust her ass the whole way. So while I did get some respect, I think, you know, and wasn't out really talked about, um, I would never do that again. And I didn't. So I did not run track the following year <laughs> or the rest of my high school career. Yeah. And uh, the second question, are boneless wings really wings? This question is so funny. Um, no, they aren't. They are not really wings. They are nuggets. And, but I still call them wings when I order them. I haven't ordered boneless wings in a while because I'm trying to live my life better. But I do say, can I have boneless wings? And I do eat boneless wings. When people ask me, what am I eating? I say boneless wings. I don't think that they are wings at all. They are nuggets. And that's capitalism for you. And... <laughs> in advertising because they really are nuggets and uh yeah thank y'all for that and finally i'll leave you with this y'all i swear i read more than brene brown and dr shafali um (laughs) and oprah but this is something that stuck out to me in my quote book and Yeah, so it says, if we want to know why we're all so afraid to let our true selves be seen and known, we have to understand the power of shame and fear. If we can't stand up to the never good enough and who do you think you are, we can't move forward. Brene Brown, The Gifts of Imperfections. I really like that book. Um, Loved it, actually. She's a good writer and storyteller. And I recommend it. Yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in and listening to this episode. Please let me know if you have any thoughts about it. And yeah, thanks again. The Black Millennial Marriage Podcast is a Domino Sounds Network. Submit questions or feedback for the next solo episode. Email us at blackmillmare at gmail.com. That's B-L-A-C-K-M-I-L-M-A-R at gmail.com. Or leave a voice message at 770-750-4098. That could be featured on a future episode. Let me know what you think about this episode, y'all. Be sure to check out our website, www.blackmillionmarriage.com. Rate us on everywhere you listen, especially iTunes, and follow us on social media platforms. On Instagram, Mikey is Mikey underscore XXI. And on Instagram, I am Randy, R-A-N-D-I-I-I-I-E-E-E. And on Twitter, we are at underscore the Chapmans. As always, y'all be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. About time that I get back. Yo, I'ma get back. We can hold it down. Oh God, I'ma get back.
in the promised land. Watch it, I promise land. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.